like to thank all of you for joining me on this day that will go down in this nation's history. A day where the lives lost on board this ship's predecessor were remembered with the creation of the greatest, fastest, most sophisticated ship ever created, the Titanic II. Let's make history. Buildings, Captain. Oh, you could say that. I want that hour and a half back. The the hour and a half back? The hour Wait. and a half that I spent watching it. I want it back. Wait, you you <laughs> watched it? Yes, I did. I, I whoa! I did not see that. You watched that movie? Uh, well, you had it on the list, and so I watched it. Uh, I think Wednesday night. Okay. All right. Well. Uh, okay, and you just outright said you wanted an hour. Uh, okay, so uh, why? Well, before I even get into why do you want that hour and a half back? Because it was absolutely horrible. Uh, it was just that there, there is nothing redeeming about this film in any way, shape, or form. There's not a good performance. The special effects are horrible. It has zero continuity. I mean, this is just every example of a bad movie. But it's pretty much representative of Asylum's catalog. Yeah, um, so... The you, reason, you did watch it, right? Yeah, I did. The reason why I picked this up, because uh, before... Lauren Snyder was saying uh, when we were when I was introducing the asylum to her, she was like, "Oh wait, I think I know the asylum because my, a friend of mine said she saw a, t a Titanic sequel where uh, Jack lived." And the thing is, she's not wrong. That sequel does exist, but there it's not this sequel. There is a whole animated trilogy of Titanic movies. Where the people on the Titanic, they actually survived, and they went on Little Mermaid adventures. And okay. It's, it's, a, it's a musical, and just like the Asylum, it's cheap as heck. Uh, there's even a rapping dog talking about it's party time. Uh, it's And they, they even have a subplot with a, a transgender toy, and that toy like shows up for five seconds and disappears. It's... And then, and then there's a Kraken in the third movie. And you're like, okay, why did they do that? Uh, now, from what I can gather, this was... It was the the, the, the trilogy of those films. Maybe they were, they were outsourced or something. Because they were... Well, no, they weren't outsourced. But that'll be, that'll be a review for another time. To talk about the animated Titanic movies. But... For the live-action one, no, this is from The Great Old The Asylum. Uh, which they're... Their specialty is let's take something that is popular and let's rip it off uh, in some way. What's really fascinating about this movie, for one, it came out before Titanic 2, the actual ship, was made. So you could think this movie that we have a new Titanic uh, ship out. Or at least, uh, I don't know if it's still in the works, but they actually been talking about bringing the Titanic back and they called it Titanic 2. And that well, was when the first year. movie came out, um, there was all sorts of talk about someone rebuilding the Titanic liner and doing transatlantic cruises. I don't think it ever actually happened. Uh, there was a lot of talk about, I wouldn't tempt fate that way, because I'm not getting on a ship called Titanic. Um, but this movie, oh. <laughs> uh, so do, do you it, remember the scene where they were stuck in the elevator? Oh, yes, yes. I remember now seeing Now, the, the, the yeah. lead girl in it there, uh, Marie Westbrook, playing Amy Maine, I think it was. Yeah. Well, she's in the elevator. She's in this little black 
tube top thing. Yeah. Not tube top, a uh, little skinny uh, things over the shoulder, going blind. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, you know, they go up through the top of the elevator, and she's back in her nurse's uniform, the blue shirt and everything else <laughs> like that. Just right there, it's like, yeah. what happened yeah. there? It's like, no one's watching for continuity. The no. scenes of the ship, it's like, all of a sudden, you, you see them coming out of something, and it's cinder blocks. It's like, I'm sorry, they don't use cinder blocks to build things on ships. It's like, no. well, here's a door we can use. And parts of the ship looks brand new, which it's supposed to be. And then all of a sudden you're going through these horribly old, terrible pipes and stuff. It's like, no, don't think that's part of a brand new ship either. No, <laughs> it's, they, it's just so horridly made. It is, and that, that's why I actually enjoy, enjoy it. Oh, oh no, yeah, it's as a bad movie, but this one's, I don't know, it's just beyond bad. Well, that's the thing is, is they they go out of their way. Like, this is their business model. Is we are not going to give a crud about anything and because we want to we wanna make this... Uh, it's, it's like uh, people call them mockbusters or, um, you know... I think that the people who worked on this and they worked on the, the Sharknado films, they have a full intention of not being good. They, they like, outright says, we're going to be cheap as heck, we're not going to make any darn sense. But the really interesting... I think there's a difference, though. Yeah. Uh, especially with Sharknado, you know, was always winking at you. Yeah. Saying, ha-ha, <laughs> this is so stupid, it's funny. And this film seemed to be trying to make itself serious. And it's like, no, we're not taking anything serious here. Just stop. Well, that's the thing is, I didn't, I didn't actually think it was taking itself seriously. I'll actually talk about why. So, what happens in this film? Well, yeah, years later, uh, the people are people are like, you know what? Let's remake the Titanic. And by the way, the other thing I want to mention, uh, and this is to explain why uh, Big Dick Van Dyke was hanging out with uh, Ja Rule in Trollland. The director, the star, and the screenwriter of this film is none other than Dick Van Dyke's son. Uh, <laughs> and that's... Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, I think his name is... Um, Shane Van Dyke. Yeah, Shane Shane Van Dyke. And he is... He actually directed quite a few uh, the or Asylum films. And uh, I guess we were from him having big relationships with the the asylum that's how they got dick van dyke to jump in i don't know about ja rule maybe they fed him like cheese sandwiches and he's like oh come on man let's save the troll okay i'm not even putting on a ja rule impression anymore but it doesn't matter the first thing i noticed about what makes an asylum film is uh at the very beginning there's gonna be some pranks uh, and <laughs> what I mean by that is, every single film, they always had to, rev they have to add pranks into something. So like, say, uh, home homeworld, no homeward. Uh, the main, the uh, 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 the brother's main, or, or the the main character's brother, uh, who is like an orc. He's he's wanting to dump a uh, he wants wants to prank his brother's gra or his elf brother's graduation by dumping a pool of boiling uh, acid slime on on his own brother to show how much he loves him and again that doesn't but 
Then you have Trollland, which is about you. Want, we have an annual ce celebration of something called Prankapalooza, where we prank a human uh, every day to have them stop hurting us or something like that. Uh, with Battle uh, or Battle Star Wars, the way that the main characters they fleed from the foot fetish model uh, actress. <laughs> I I, I didn't forgot her name. That's just the one thing is. She was a foot fetish model, and then she was also in Veronica as one of the uh, uh, German strippers, but or the French strippers. But um, I know th th that's, and I'm gonna get to the other point with uh, something that it makes in a sound film. But in this film, in this movie right here, they so oh uh, uh, that's another thing is one of the main characters has to be named Haven or Hayden. And which is uh, Shane's character. So you got Hayden and Amy, and when, when Hayden shows up, he's showing up with all of these hot girls, just uh, <laughs> shoulder to shoulder, and you know, walking slow motion, like, hey, how's it going? And then he finds Amy, he's like, Amy, oh, wow, I can't believe you're here. Hold on, I'll talk to you later. And they then they, they work out their differences, and they're like, yeah, you know why we broke up, right? Well, yeah, because I pranked my... I pranked, I pulled a prank on your dad. And I'm like, okay, it's so weird how the Asylum, they really love pranks. I mean, yeah, they themselves are pranksters. That's why they do this. But in their stories, they literally put in somewhere in the movie, either say it out as a part of the story or put in a set piece where they have to prank someone. Like, that's a very consistent thing here. Uh, besides one of the main characters being uh, called, or named Hayden, and then also having a bunch of hot chicks on there. Uh, or, or some fetish model uh, be part of the cast member. And with the other thing is, they'll get some other big stars, whether you, or some D-list stars, whether you know them or not, and that's where we get Amy's dad, who is from the original X-Men trilogy. Do you remember which character he played? Oh, he was the senator. Yeah, so they got they got the senator from the original X-Men trilogy to be in this as Amy's dad. He was also uh, out to watch for uh, the... And he's uh, probably the only believable performance in the film. Um, he's actually pretty good. Well, I mean, because he, I mean, he's not on there very long, and... Well, okay, so every now and then they cut back to him, but yeah, he's the only one who's actively doing, you know, more noted or better work than uh, the rest of the cast who's just, they're either they're in asylum films or they're in porn movies. That's what you find out when you actually look up what the cast members do. And then you got DC Douglas who is there because, hey, you know what? I'm there, and uh, the, the, the story here is that they want to open up Titanic 2, because they're like, you know what, this new Titanic will be bigger, bigger, better, and it will not uh, crash into uh, 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 icebergs. But this time, it's not the, uh, the, the iceberg, or the ice won't, or they won't crash into the ice, but the ice comes to them. Because, uh, we, as we find out, that the, uh, the Weather Watch team, they go to what is obviously not the Antarctic. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's them behind a green screen and some snow uh, flailing on them. But it's 
it, it's some earthquake that then turns into a a hurricane that it's just charging straight at the Titanic 2. And that's the big... I mean, it, even though you say that it takes itself seriously, it doesn't really take that long to get into the craziness of... The bad special effects, for one. Uh, this, I mean, the effects—they look like a DOS computer. Uh, when the, the, at the, best, that best, yeah. The 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 earthquakes just crackling down and like people flying. Uh, there was like one guy who flipped over, and it was just a JPEG image just dragging him off the screen. Yeah, just for some reason, the the, the an earthquake started happening on the ice, and that that's where. Uh, do do hurricanes like speed towards specific ships, or, or hurricanes do they just stay at a well, certain? It area? wasn't a hurricane; it was a tsunami. Okay, tsunami. Sorry, which but, is a a wave. Yeah, wave. Uh, but, for, and so, yeah, it, that's true. Yes, a tsunami. Well, could take but, out a ship. Yeah, it could take out a ship, but like, I I, I would it travel on? Would it travel that far though? Because that, that's the thing is. It was it was this far away from them, and they're saying that this uh, tsunami uh, is travel is just heading towards their direction at this just that like only in a couple minutes, like from all the way over here to all the way over here. I mean, again, you would have to ask a meteorologist or someone who has a lot of expertise on you know how tsunamis travel and what speed and what frequency uh but for some reason i feel like the tsunami went faster than it does in real life regardless that's when we get to them trying to escape and yes as you mentioned they were in an elevator and and, uh, they changed dress real quick but the my favorite part was actually not that but when they were trying to save uh when amy's trying to save her friend and her friend was, because uh, they, they were about to leave, they got all the, the evacuation ships, or the evacuation subs, except later they said, uh, oh, and you know what, all of them crashed, so everybody who was in there, they died too. I'm like, okay, wait, how did they, how did they crash? Wait, what, let's see that. And it's like, they, they, they all, they, they all just died off screen, but... So they have to save uh, th- this girl, uh, and they're like, okay, we gotta find something. And she's a nurse, so she would be able to know what kind of medical treatment would help uh, someone who's wounded and is bleeding from the neck. And oh her- yes, I, I I blocked it out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're in the medical place of the ship, uh, the the ship hospital with all these medical supplies around you. And yes, let me scotch tape a credit card to your neck. <laughs> and, that was, and that was enough to save save her, or at least. Have her go, okay, I can breathe again, let's go. And then, like, one minute later, they accidentally chop her in half. (laughs) With the door, we have no reason why this door won't stay open, but other than it doesn't. No, it's, I mean, that's why I I personally enjoyed it, because it's an hour and a half of people, not even an hour and a half, it's an hour and ten or twenty minutes of people being stupid. Uh, Just... Like, I mean, even with the main people in the ship, uh, 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 the the actor who played uh, the sender and the X-Men trilogy, he was like, hey, why didn't you call off, or he, she was, they were talking like to the, the, the ship captain, or and they were like, wait, why aren't you calling evacuation everything? And, uh, 
I, I, man, I, I forgot completely what they said, but it was something like, well, sir, I think this is the end. And they're like, wait, no, you gotta evacuate them. And then they just looked at things heating up and they just like, you know what, screw it, we're dead. And so they pretty much put everybody else in the rest of the ship in danger uh, because they're like, oh, you know what, we're gonna die, so they're gonna die too. I'm like, no, you could say, hey, you went, get to the boats, get to the boats. But they're like, no, uh, we're, we're done. But I guess that didn't matter because they died too. I, I don't know. But through the rest of the movie, it was pretty much, it's pretty much an escape from, uh, you know, a destruction. As Titanic 2 is just come, uh, crumbling down. And... I don't know. I had fun with it in a trashy sense, and that's what I get from these uh, asylum movies. It's like they're they're not good in any step of imagination, but they move at a pace to where, okay, we're gonna just get get to the next stupid thing, uh, and I very much appreciate them uh, doing that. Where they openly tell you, they tell you right from the get go, we do not give a crud. They, I, I did not take them seriously because they are not taking this seriously. They're not taking the filmmaking uh, seriously. They're not taking the story seriously, and they are not taking the acting seriously, uh, except for maybe the one guy who is from X Men. But besides that, I, I don't know. I, I didn't think they were looking at this as some as some drama because they, I mean, throughout the film, the dialogue is so corny. Uh, even before we get to the destruction, just the things characters say, they don't seem real. <laughs> but, That's called bad script writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and bad effects and bad actors. Uh, I think uh, the guy from X-Men comes off as real because he's the only one who can act in the entire show. He doesn't even have to do much. Most of the time he's just sitting in a chair. Like, <clears throat> yeah, in, in what is supposed to be a helicopter, yeah. Yeah, uh, and... It, but I mean, I I, I totally get it because it's not a good movie. For those who are looking for a good movie, no, this is not this. And are there crazier asylum films? Uh, in, in absolutely yes. I mean, I think Trollan is much more of a fever dream because well, it is. It's just basically no animation for an hour and ten minutes. Like no no characters are moving their eyeballs or their mouths. And, you know, characters are gl clipping all over the place, uh, or even just disappearing and turning into just uh, freaky zombies. The, just the way they move, they don't even move natural. They move like they're in pain all the time. So I think, yes, you will give them, this is not the, the asylum film you get the most reaction out of. But it is the one complementary to those films because it does answer the question: How did Dick Van Dyke get involved with uh, Trollan? And then just really some of the like the traditional themes they have, even in their stories. Uh, I mean, I I, I would not even I, I kind of want to know about uh, the Atlantic Rim films. Is it is the reason why? the aliens uh, came out to, you know, destroy uh, Earth is because we pulled a prank on them? <laughs> is, is the reason why the... I the watched Atlantic Rim. Okay. Another hour and a half I'd like back. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it, okay. it was like 
This Pacific Rim is one of my favorites. I said, oh, I'll watch this. It's like, oh, this is just so horrible. But but that that I mean that just brings more more questions of these other films that they made like they made the Avengers re- re- Revengeal or whatever they they made one out of Avengers they made one out of Tomb Raider is the reason why uh, Laura Broft or whatever the 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 knockoff Tomb Raider film is the reason why she's going on a treasure because her dad pulled her put a little prank on her and she's trying to prove that she's the better prankster by finding this treasure and tricking him i actually like to know how they even run these other movies that they they, that they ripped off and that's where i I, watching just a couple of them just gives me curiosity about the rest of them (laughs) and i I don't know i I mean because maybe because i see a lot of bad films too maybe that's why i'm always fascinated by them but that's why for this i give it a high decent i had a fun time with it but yeah it is it is not a good movie at all (laughs) <laughs> and, it's, and there are some of the Asylum films I find funny, and I enjoy. This one was not one. I find unintentionally funny, yeah. Th- I mean, there was a couple times where they did try to crack a joke and did not land, but all the ridiculous things, again, saving someone's life with a credit card only to chop them half a minute later, uh, <laughs> the, the, the captain going, well, you know what? Things are in danger. We're doomed, so uh, I'm just going to... No, I, I mean... He doesn't say it like that. He says it like, "Well, Captain, I think this is the end." And and he's like, "No, wait! You should tell the others to uh, evacuate." And he's just staring at he's staring at just the, at the monitor. He's like, "No, we're all gonna die." I'm like, "Dude, you could try to save others, but all right." Uh, and uh, yeah, so I I see. I, I like I their fun. Mega Shark films. Oh, the Mega uh, Shark films. Yeah, you know, you you have many of them from oh yes Asylum, uh, the Mega Shark versus what other creature they want to put it against. I find those fun, and they're just kind of over the top and really fun. And this just it just didn't hit for me. I mean, for the, I guess I get it because at the end of the day, it is some film that is trying new, you know, right off of James Cameron's uh, uh, Titanic. Because I mean, that's what a lot of these films do. Is hey, you know what? We're going to do something really crazy, something stupid, but really, we're also trying to copycat uh, a another movie that came out, and th- that's where I could see where hey, you want know some of those other films like the Mega Shark, they they're not having to try to copy somebody's source of material and look like a bootleg version of it. They're they're their own bootleg uh, film, and so where they can just pretty much have their own material. So. In that in that regard, I, I totally get it. But for me, I, I have fun watching this. Uh, it's not as crazy as uh, Trollland, I'll say. But I know I had fun. But yeah, I get it. So <laughs> that is that that is Titan. Oh wait, no, I have to talk about the ending. Oh, I'm sorry. How this ends is that eventually the two they drown and they drown for quite a while and you see that the people are not actually underwater but they have like little After Effects bubbles to kind of show they're underwater. Well, this is the ripoff of the uh, yeah the abyss. Yeah, the abyss. But where yeah, you know, oh, there's a suit for only one of them, and you know, I'll, I'll freeze, and but you'll be able to bring me back and uh, take it right out of abyss. Yeah, so. He, it seems like, you know, one of them might die because they've they've been underwater for so darn long, 
And well, she's in a she's in a scuba suit. Yeah, she's in a scuba suit. So she eventually comes back, or yeah, one of them eventually comes back. Uh, even though he's been underwater for so long, but they eventually well, yeah, comes he back. he drowns. And yeah, he's he trying to revive yeah. him, and yeah, it's and it, it of was a success. It doesn't work. Oh well, it, it did was. he die? No, he did. Maybe. I, maybe he did. Yeah, okay. No, he did. Yeah. See, if it was, it, they they I, I forgot what they did to uh, revive him, but they they revived him, and the movie pretty much ended with them hugging each, each other and you know roll the credits. But I I just I just kind of I don't know I enjoyed it. So <laughs> that, that's all I have to say about it. But anyway, well I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I enjoyed it. I, I and you lost an hour and a half, so I'd, well hey you know what. At least, at least you had an hour and a half of enjoyment, or at least three hours with uh, a Breakfast at Tiffany's, and um, uh, I, I didn't even know you would actually watch Titanic two. I thought you would leave that to me, but I guess you went ahead for it. I but, was on there, and I went, okay, this is an asylum film. They're usually kind of cheesy fun, yeah. And I don't know, this one—it was just too bad for me to enjoy it all. Um, and um, Shane Van Dyke, director. Uh, Dick Van Dyke's grandson, I guess. Yeah, he is his grandson. Yeah. And I, I bet Dick Van Dyke in interviews is like, do you, so what about your grandson who's making these silent films? He's, he's, he's just like, what, what are you talking about? Well, I don't have a grandson. Who is he? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, man, I, I would like to hear that family history now. <laughs> so, uh, oh, you know what? Actually, that, that's his grandson. I, I'm curious about the, the son. How he, he kind of, but I mean, I, I guess apparently they're all approve of it because while well, Dick Van Dyke was in Trollands, I I don't I don't know what else to say. But I his guess, father is Barry Van Dyke. Yeah, uh, who was part of the original Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, so uh, all the descendants of the Dykes they had such a such a wonderful history. And then you hear Shane Van Dyke with Titanic 2, and, uh, well, he did, he did, uh, Transmorphers 2 as well. So, maybe that'll be another time for the next Transformers movie, but anyway. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, if I could have your attention, please. Another wave coming. We gotta find out how fast this thing is moving. 